We're back. Welcome to Tales from the Tomb, episode eight. Episode eight. I uh, hope you guys have been doing pretty good. Um, hope your New Year's went really, really well. Um, it's got, quiet for us. Yeah, nothing, nothing new to report. Um, we're coming up on Mardi Gras season here in New Orleans, but unfortunately there's not going to be any parades or anything this year. No parades, but uh, in uh, well, I guess we can let it, what they're doing instead is uh, residents are turning their houses since we since people can't go out and uh, you know experience floats in the parades. Uh, people are decorating their houses in float style. What do they call that? I just said that. Yardy Gras. Yardy Gras. So it's really kind of neat. Everybody's got a bunch of um, uh, light-up displays in their front yard or float placards, and now you can kind of drive around. And yeah, and there's people uh, spending thousands of dollars on this to decorate their home uh, as if it were a Mardi Gras float. And I think there's a there's a website you can actually go and see, you know, all the whoever registered, so you can drive around and uh, view houses that are decked out for Mardi Gras. Yeah, I think if there's not, if there's something that you can say about people in the greater New Orleans area is that they're resilient. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. That's right. We're going to find a way to have a good time anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, we sure miss being in person with each other, but hopefully soon, hopefully this is the year. But we've got all kinds of, uh, speaking, of speaking of that. Um, it's an exciting year for uh, people of the uh, Scully and Mulder. Persuasion. Oh man, yeah, it's it's continuing it's continuing to be more exciting. aliens. Of course, we're going to talk about more alien stuff. Yeah, we got. Of course, it's been a while since we've we've revisited uh, uh, the government and, and and kind of what they've released on the UAP phenomenon. Right. Um. The biggest huge development is uh the uh, COVID relief bill that uh was signed at two point three trillion uh dollars coronavirus relief bill that was signed in December that we got that six hundred dollars. Right, we we got six hundred bucks, but yeah, out of that two point three trillion coronavirus relief fund back in December, but tucked into that bill, tucked, tucked, tucked in, into it where always, nobody would notice. There's always something tucked into. There's lots bill. of stuff tucked into now, it. This right, is exactly. The cool thing, oh, I, I'm excited. Yeah, so tucked into that bill began once that bill was signed into law. It began a 180 day countdown for U.S. intelligence agencies to tell Congress what they know about UFOs. Right. And or UAPs, whatever you want to call UAPs. them. UAPs. It says UFOs in the article on uh, CNN.com and we're obviously going to call them UFOs anyway. So Yeah, it's a, it's a stipulation that's tucked into the committee comment section of the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. Now, um, uh, so as Sean was saying, they have 180 days to reveal what they know about these unidentified aerial phenomena. Right, so the national... Direct the the director of national intelligence and the secretary of defense have little have less than six months now to provide the congressional intelligence and armed services committees with an unclassified report about unidentified aerial phenomena. Now, if you remember um, back, oh gosh, in April of 2020, yeah. we talked about it that the Pentagon released three videos of um, I, the, that uh, the Navy had taken of. Um, craft that they didn't know what it was right and the videos are actually included in this article which is probably what you know spawned this whole idea of like all right you get a whatever these intelligence agencies that probably don't speak to each other you know right and so y'all don't speak to each other so you know something you know something you know something that you're not sharing information well y'all all need to get together and share your information with congress Right. Well, in in um in August, the Pentagon um announced that they were forming a task force. Right. Now, what's really interesting about this is um, if any of you guys remember uh 
Project Blue Book, and mm-hmm. they were they were it was the uh, it was the Air Force that was um, investigating uh, UFOs back in nineteen. 19- uh, 1952 it was started. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it ended in 1970. Now, what they said when they ended it is that it just, you know, oh, you know, it's swamp gas. It's it's natural phenomenon that we don't understand. So, uh, so that or that is misidentified as UFO. So yeah, it's not good. it's not financially um, it's not financially feasible for us to continue down this track. So uh, what they said is that the Air Force will will probably never in, will never have a task force to investigate. UFOs again. Well, what's exciting about that is 1970. They ended that, um, and you, you guys may remember the astronomer J. Allen Hynek that was uh, central to all that. He was a skeptic, but then when he got in on it, he says, "No, I really think that there's something here." Well, they quickly ended the program and said it's not financially feasible for us to do it anymore. Well, here we are in 2020, and they started. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. In 2020, August of 2020, they started. Uh, they started another task force to investigate it again. So. Now, skipping forward to the coronavirus relief bill that was signed into effect, um, now they're saying, okay, so now that we've established this task force in August, now you guys have 180 days to tell us what you know. Right, it's crazy. And it's also been said, if you want to go down another conspiracy rabbit hole, it's also been said that supposedly uh, President Kennedy was going to reveal the contents of Project Blue Book, but obviously that never happened. So. No, although we did get that big uh, dump from the CIA that's like, you know, everything's redacted. So it's uh, like, yeah. you really don't know anything. Now, the thing is, is, you know, we always talk about it being UFOs because that's what we want it to be. Right. And, um, you know, the other possibility, of course, and the, probably something that what they're really worried about, that it's a foreign government that's got um, uh, that's got technology that we don't have. It's so far advanced that we don't even know how it works yet. Right, and that's a more realistic threat. I mean, not more realistic, but more... Tan- it's a pressing it's threat, It's a more yes. tangible threat because, yes. you know, if it, if it is technology, you know, from, say, an alien civilization, none of us have any control over that whatsoever, and it is what it is. But if it's another nation or another superpower that has technology that we don't have, that could be a much more pressing problem. Yeah, and um, the person that's really been pressing for this for a long time, and I don't know if you guys know this, is um, is Marco Rubio, who's the senator from Florida. He's a Republican senator from Florida. Yeah. He's really been pushing hard for us to investigate this. And uh, he's got a great quote on it because he... Actually, Marco Rubio is hoping for aliens. Well, a lot of weird things happen in Florida, so that makes sense. Well, yeah, but Marco Rubio, he's, he's pushing for aliens, and he's yeah. got a great quote about why. He says... Um, frankly, if it's something outside this planet that might act, that might actually be better than the fact that we've seen some sort of technological leap from the Chinese or the Russians. Right. Which makes sense. You, you want to know, you want to find out that it's, uh, you know, something of not of this world that no human or no country can create, you know, cause like I said, it puts us all on the same level playing field with that. But if it is another you know, superpower country that has that technology, but not us, then, you know, that were to put us at a severe disadvantage 
Right, and you got to think about it. It's like they've been like dripping and drabbing out. The government has been dripping and drabbing out little things mm-hmm. um, for for about a year now uh, that they know, and nobody's really been paying attention to it. So we've kind of like been very closely following all this because yeah. we think you guys need to know that this is not stuff that we're making up. This is not stuff that's coming from some dude with tinfoil on his head that is meditating in with crystals and says that he's. This is coming. This is information <laughs> coming from the government. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, these are actual files and actual laws that are being put in. Place, right, which is a you know, and the last piece of the puzzle that I want to remind everybody of is the fact that the Department of Defense released a statement saying that they had craft that were made from from um materials that were not of this earth. That's Sean's uh text messages going Sorry, on. That's my, yes. His predator text alert, yes. That's so, my, uh, um, text we're alert. also trying I'll, to I'll turn it off. book gigs and yeah. organize things for hopefully the middle of the year when hopefully we have a little bit. Uh, everything's we're we're planning for hoping for the best, and and planning for the worst. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, but um, but yeah. So that's about all I have to say about that. But you know, uh, we're 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 tracking all this, and we think you guys should know. And like I said, I think predominantly they're worried about foreign governments that have um craft that that we don't know. We don't have that technology yet. That's a really scary prospect. But you know, we're always hoping for aliens along with Marco Rubio, that uh that that we're maybe we're getting uh we're gonna meet people from. From other stars, and that would be very nice. Instead of uh, just it could uh, be very nice. It well, it could be not very nice. Could be very nice. Right. Could be very not nice. I understand. Either way, whatever. At this point, um, <laughs> personally, I think if there is an alien civilization, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility, no, they don't really care about us. It's like us, you know. Uh, We're an ant farm. Right. We're an ant farm. We're an alien ant farm. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on. Don't yuck other people's yum. But anyway, um, but I do have, that was a great cover, but I do have uh, our first song from um, a band that we, that is brand new and kind of mysterious. Uh Um, that sent us a song because they have their love of uh, of aliens, aliens and uh, things that are kind of supernatural. And it, this is really exciting because not only do we have a song, we also have an interview with this band. Right, and all, with all you know, and this goes into you know the whole reason why we're doing this. The main reason we're doing this, we we like talking about weird stuff and aliens and all that stuff. But we also want to turn on turn people on to new music. And this you know, is brand new. This is brand new, and we since we started doing this, we have been turned on to so much great music, and we've been. You know, buying so much great music because of this, this, because of this, with everything that's going on, it's like you can't go see bands. So you know, check out these bands if you like them. Buy their buy their stuff. You know, help them help them out. Well, this band know. is brand brand new, so yes. I don't even think you can go get their stuff yet. Nope, we've got an exclusive, and we've got an exclusive song and an exclusive yes. interview mm-hmm. with a band called the Leafy Greens. I like that. They're um, from right here in the Greater New Orleans area. Um, and they've got, this is their song called Martian Gardens. Now, Leafy Greens is a two-person band, mm-hmm. um, and it's comprised of Chuck Brownie and Lucilla Touche. Lucilia Touche. So Lucilia Touche and Chuck Brownie. From the Greater New Orleans area, we don't know exactly where their location is, but what I do know... Somewhere in the 504. Somewhere in the 504. I knew that they do have Martians in their garden, and they're weeding... They're weeding Martians out of their garden. Uh, I like because that. their Martians are after their crops. Well, yeah. And you're going to have to listen to the song to Obviously figure out what those crops some really are. really cool stuff. Uh, they are. So this song, uh, without further ado, is called Martian Garden by Leafy Greens. Check it out. I'm weeding. 
was Martian Garden by Leafy Greens. And um, I am lucky enough to get maybe the very first interview with Chuck Brownie of Leafy Leafy Greens. Um, We're going to put a link to Chuck's um, Facebook page Uh in the show notes. You can contact him if you want Leafy Greens to perform um, or maybe get a hold of this song. It's uh, like I said, it's brand, brand new. And um, uh, so I've got a little interview with Chuck. And uh, like I said, it's like he's got some really interesting, um, really interesting inspirations yep. that that are that are pertinent to our interests. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, here's a little interview that I did with Chuck, and enjoy, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Hey, we are here with Chuck from Leafy Greens. Chucky, thank you so much for joining us. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your concept and how you came up with the song Martian Garden? Um, I know that we all have our eyes on the skies and want to see what this year has in store for us. Thank you, Kim, um, Miss Trails. We were out at our camp on Irish Bayou um, meditating when the magnificent view of the marsh fires on Bayou Savage brought about a realization, an epiphany, if you will. You see, we recognize the connection between the fires, swamp gas, and our visitors. You know, I'm not so sure mud bugs aren't involved, too. Well, anyway, when I heard my lovely wife singing to herself in the garden, I knew right away she'd tapped into something bigger than all of us. And that we were, in fact, on the threshold of achieving true entanglement. Well, I know that a lot of our listeners definitely think that we've been visited before and that we're being visited currently now. And um, hopefully in... 2021 we're going to be getting a little bit more disclosure so let me ask you are you going to continue to explore this theme of um aliens and otherworldly visitors in your songs the song martian garden is just the opening chapter of an ongoing project we're calling swamp gas prophecies a collaborative memoir oh i like that a lot oh you definitely have to keep us updated on that so um I guess lastly, tell me, how did you come up with the, uh, the name Leafy Greens? That's really interesting. We chose the moniker Leafy Greens because everybody does need five servings a day, you know, to maintain balance and clarity. It makes meditating easier, too. Well, you guys heard it here first. Eat your daily servings of greens and be able to commune with aliens, otherworldly creatures, swamp grass. Swamp grass. Well, maybe you could eat some swamp grass. I don't know if that counts as a leafy green but uh and then we're gonna find out about that crawfish mystery and see if somehow that's related to everything i i think it is we've discussed crawfish before so i would not be surprised if they're not an alien species but anyway thank you very much to uh chuck and leafy greens and we'll definitely be hearing more from them soon all right that was uh chuck brownie with leafy greens yep yep and you guys check those out hopefully we have a lot more from those guys because i like them a lot yeah i do too so I guess last thing, and we want to cap off our alien uh, a segment or UAP segment, is um, what we're likely to hear 
honestly, from this 180 days reveal. Right. Very little. Um, very little. It's probably going to all be redacted. Rep. But one of our favorite local bands uh, has something about that. Well, they've. it's related. It's yeah, got a song called related. Document. Exactly. So Document is related enough. It's related enough for our purposes. Because we're going to get documents that are going to have black marks all over them. Sure. Or, you know, they're going to put out something kind of like a non-scary for the, the public that they're going to bury one day. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we got aliens. Okay. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, but we're not going to show you the important parts. We're just going to show you that, uh, yeah, they were uh, here. Somebody got, a, somebody got a new tailor jacket today. Um, yeah. Anyway, we have aliens in. Uh, uh, look at this. Okay. Here's your uh, carbon fiber. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. Uh, Reverse engineering. Oh, stop it, Sean. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Anyway, it. this is a song about not having anything. Not, uh, it's not about. I don't know what. It, I'm, I'm not really sure what the intent of the song "Document" is. But it's by our friends a hanging. Uh-huh. Um, it's called "Document," um, and it was off of a split that they did with Worms. Yep. Um, it was a hanging split, and from June sixteenth, uh, uh, twenty eighteen, I believe. Yep. That's when they came out. So a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It was either 2016 or 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes are unreliable. The Hanging is a really great local thrash band. Oh, my You're gosh. Into the heavy, thrashy, grind, grindy stuff, you know, uh, they do it very well. We don't We don't have enough thrash in this town. No, they're, they're, they're pretty much the premier act, in my opinion. As far, I think so, too. As far as that genre goes. I think are, so, they, too. They are the best. Like, I think we throw a little bit of thrash into our music. Yeah, a little bit. But, but, uh, it's just, but, it's but, like a, but a hanging is... They're like, they they they're, live it. Oh, well, no, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, but Bobby has his own project. Bobby I mean, has his own project. A shitload, shitload. that he's doing no, noise act. He's done a little... He has really uh, uh, made use of this COVID time on his own. Right. Because so, bands can't get together and, you know... He created his whole own thing, where it's just him doing noise core, which is pretty amazing. And he's collaborating with other noise artists yeah. and with vocalists. Yeah. And with people that do spoken word, all kinds of stuff. So if you're into thrash, definitely check out our hanging. Uh-huh. Um, if you're into more noise and um, ambient and avant-garde, check out Shitload. Off the cuff, off the cuff type, uh, yeah. So we're going to put a link to both of those in the show notes. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but this song, uh, is called Document from a hanging off of their worm split, um, that you can find. We're going to put a show and that in the show notes. It's on, uh, up on Bandcamp. Absolutely. So please support these local New Orleans bands too. Go buy their stuff. Buy their yeah. shirts, buy their koozies, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And we're going to have lots of good music coming up later on. But right now this is called a uh, document from a hanging.
right. That was a hanging document. Ugh, hopefully we get to see them live again soon because, uh, man, they are so much fun live. Uh, They're really good. We played with them several times. Believe it or not, we actually got to play with them on a bill with uh, Dead Horse. Oh, that For was good. For all you heavy band fans, if you know who oh, Dead Horse my is, gosh. that was their last tour, I believe, was Dead yes. Horse. Yeah. And uh, as far as a hang goes, I've played several shows along with them on the stage since their inception in around around 2004 in uh, various different projects and stuff. So I'll be glad we get back in the audience for those guys. Yeah, time. yeah, because they're a lot of fun. Um, We're about to show our age. Yes, we are. So not only have we been watching uh, Cobra Kai this week and really kind of like identifying with Johnny kind of heavily. Johnny! Oh, wait, that's a different Johnny. Yeah, Um, uh, we've also been following this story about... Kit being for sale. Absolutely. I want to win the lottery just for this. Oh, no. You're not going to buy Kit. Oh, if we win the lottery. Okay, we, so. We're totally going to get Kit. And not only will we get Kit, but we will pay 25% above the reserve price. Maybe you need to. Okay, so maybe for the kids that listen to the show, you need to say who Kit is. Okay. Kit is K-I-T-T. Yes. Yes. Okay, that says nothing. Anyway, then the 1980s. <laughs> they can look it up. Shh, no, they're not going to look it up. That's not the way you. No, th- no, 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 that's not the way you do podcasting. Mm-hmm. I know the old man. You don't understand this, but you have to set this up. Mm-hmm. So in the 1980s, there was a TV show called Night Rider, starring David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. And the premise is, is that was he a? Uh, don't hassle the Hoff. No, was he was he a detective? No, he's not a detective. Well, then what what did he do? He was he was he was Michael Knight. Okay, and he had a he had a sentient car called Kit. Called Kit, yeah, it was a government thing. Uh, you know, we'd drive around the eighteen wheeler, and the eighteen wheeler would drive to these spots. Okay, you're and... not making any sense though. You're not setting this up right. Wow. Yeah, but why? Why? Why did? Why did he have Kit? Because Kit was a special car that would help him. Do what? Do good against bad people. <laughs> so was I forgot? Was he an agent? He was like a robot. Car. No, well, Michael was he? Oh my god, dude! Like we're like totally jacking this up. Oh, oh so I, I forgot. All right, so we were gonna set this up about Kit, and um, okay. So anyway, so Kit was the Kit was a actually a 1982 Pontiac Trans Am muscle car that they designed for the show Night Rider, and the first two okay that came off the assembly line that year. All right, Pontiac. let me set this up for the okay. people. You're, you're doing terrible. You're I doing know. terrible like this. Okay. I'm just excited about Super Pursuit mode. If you know what okay. that is, you're cool. All right, so this was a show in the 1980s. It ran from um, 1982 to 1986. Uh-huh. And it starred David Hasselhoff, yep. who was a self-made billionaire um, who uh, rescued a police detective. Right. After a f- almost fatal shot to the face. <laughs> to the face. Okay, and it gave him a new identity and a new name called Michael Knight. Yep. Okay. What a cool name. So uh, the billionaire selects then Michael to be uh, an agent, a field agent in a pilot program of a public justice organization called the Foundation for Law and Government, or FLAG. Right. And the other half, his partner... Was a car. Was a car. Was a sentient car. Do you know, do you know who the voice of that car was? No. The voice of that car, I, uh, I forget his actual name, but the voice of that car was the head, the main guy, the doctor from uh, another 80s show that people probably won't know about. 
but uh, saying elsewhere. Okay, that's great, Sean. I know. Can we move ahead? Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyway, do you know what? Do you even know what kit stands for? Yeah, but I'm gonna let you tell me. <laughs> you don't know what kit stands for. <laughs> sure, I do. It's it's a Knight Industries 2000. Now, Duh. kit was okay. So let me finish. Kit was a heavily modified, technologically advanced Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. It was a badass motherfucking car. Um, it had an extremely durable shell and frame. Yep. It's controlled by a computer with talking artificial intelligence. So it had it was, AI. It was like a basically an artificially intelligent Firebird. And uh, Michael and Kit, they had an objective, uh-huh. and it was they were brought in during situations where, and I quote, direct action might provide the only feasible solution. Yep. So instead of going through the law and the proper channels, this detective would send out this dude that got shot in the face right. and his talking car his assistant. Talking car. What could go wrong? His car could run on its own, by the way. What could go wrong? This car could pretty much kick the Batmobile's ass. Okay, what could go wrong, though? Listen to the premise of this. It's insane. But it was the 80s, so it was okay. Right, exactly. So anyway... But this car could, it so, could drive on its own. He could talk to it through his little watch. We, he would uh, have his watch. Right. He would talk to his car. Okay, so what was the most impressive and famous feature, though? It was all black. No. <laughs> it was head turbo boost. Tur- turbo boost came later. Please explain the turbo boost. Super pursuit mode. I think that no, came, I think that actually came later. No, Turbo Boost was the most impressive feature of this. Turbo Boost is where he could literally use like like jetpack action on the car to make it jump over other things. You're right. Oh man, it was rad. But anyway, that's besides the point. I, you have to set up things for people, or they're not going to know what we're talking about because we're old. Okay. Yeah, I know. Anyway, David Hasselhoff shot in the face. He's older than Reconstituted, us. put in a car for a detective to fight crime when they want to. Uh, go around legal channels. This is a sentient, artificially intelligent Because there's some car. crazy de- detective that's got his own agency right. now that just bypasses legal right. legal avenues. In 1983. In 1983, because that's what you did back then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to the story now that we've set it up. But you now did, that we set the, it up. he did wear all black. Yeah, he did. Okay, so can we focus? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like, you're all over the place. I know. Anyway, people are like, I don't know what they're talking about at this point. Sentient car. We, we are AIs. We never... Okay, so anyway, um, so David Hasselhoff is selling his his model of kit. He's now selling... it is now now stop. It is not the model of kit. It is not the kit, but is David Hasselhoff's custom kit. His kit, and he's selling. He's basically selling everything that he owns. Yes. If you look, if you look at his website, he's selling everything, including his personal kit car, and and this is what we would do if we won the lottery. If you pay twenty five percent above the reserve price, he will deliver it. Personally. Okay. Now, you know damn well we would have him deliver it personally. Okay, so I think you're talking about how you would spend your money. Because if yes. we won the lottery, I would not spend it on this. Yeah, we would. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, we would. Uh, we're going to have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's 375000 Come on. You no, no. It, no, the current bid is up to half a million dollars. Oh, well. And that hey, doesn't even account the delivery fee by no, David yeah, Hasselhoff. Yeah, you got to pay for the delivery fee. Um, it pre- all right, so the predicted estimate was $175,000, but people have shot this up to $500,000. It's not the original kit. It's David Hasselhoff's, uh, David Hasselhoff's personal, uh, kit model. Right. I'm saying we, if we win $20 million in a lottery, we're going to spend a million dollars. No, that dude, care. I need you to listen to me. I need you to listen to me. If it talked and it had turbo boost and, and, and like auto pursuit and it was, had AI. 
Super super excuse me. SPM, my initials, thank you. Super Pursuit Mode. That is Sean's nickname now. Sean, Super Pursuit Mode Mooney. <laughs> um, you'd be lucky if you can jog down the block, fool. I know. I know. All right. So anyway. Um but anyway, so that's what it is. It's up to half a million dollars. Um they also have a toy version of the car autographed by Hasselhoff. Uh, currently listed for more than a thousand dollars, and they th- only thought they were going to get four hundred to five hundred bucks for that. Um, and we're going to put a link in the show notes to the uh, where you can bid on that stuff if you want to. Mm-hmm. Now, if we won that, I would we would totally, totally film a video of us. Oh my god, dude! You're still talking about us yes. winning this car. I don't I want what, this we're car. We're gonna win this car, and we're gonna film a video of us sitting in it, getting drunk as shit, eating a cheeseburger, and we're gonna film it. <sighs> Say so we are in the kit car. This is the first time I've said that I don't want to win the lottery. I don't want to win the lottery because I'm not sure that I want to do it. Well, see, Look, it was a great that's, show. That's, don't that's, get me that's wrong. That's my reverse psychology and, and us winning the lottery by you saying you don't want to win the lottery, so therefore we win the lottery. Oh, I see. Okay, can we move on? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we got a song. We're going to move on Super Pursuit. <laughs> super oh, Pursuit style. Mode. We're going to move on in Super Pursuit Mode. I'm excited about this song. Uh, me too. Uh, I've let uh, Sean and I both listen to this super artist. We like it a lot. Song. This song is called Turbo Boost. Of course it is. Um, it's off the Nightcrawler, uh, the, the, the artist Nightcrawler, his Knight Rider EP that was released in September 12th. Uh, on September 12, 2012. Um, Nightcrawler's uh, from Barcelona, Spain. He's a dark wave, a synth wave and dark synth artist. And those are the foundations of his sound. Um, he's also heavily influenced by horror soundtracks, sci-fi movies, um, and his elements are blended with electronic beats and a dark atmosphere. So I'm, best, I'm guessing people are probably asking themselves, they're talking about Knight Rider. So people that know about Knight Rider are like, what the hell kind of a song could they connect to Knight Rider? What kind of... How are you going to play the Knight Rider 80s theme song? What are you going to play? No, it's a current artist who wrote about Knight Rider. How awesome is that? Well, it is. Well, he yes, he's a synth artist from Barcelona, Spain, that has a tribute to Knight Rider, and it's called Turbo Boost, and it's off the Knight Rider EP from um, September 12, 2012. Now, uh, Nightcrawler also has... Um, a brand new album out as well that I want to talk about. Cause I know that we play songs that are relevant to the topic that we're talking about, but a lot of times they're not off the artists. We try to get stuff off the off artists of brand new releases, but sometimes uh, we, we kind of have a commitment to playing songs that are directly related right. to the content that we're talking sure. about. So um, I do want to talk about a new album that he's got coming out though. Uh-huh. It's um it's called visionary and it was released on March 27th, 2020. So Nightcrawler has, um, been active for a long, long time. Yep. So Turbo Boost released in 2012, brand new album out March 27, 2020 called Visionary. We're going to have links to the show notes. Yep. Please check it out. And check I really think you're going to like it. Stuff. Nightcrawler's putting out some great material. Yes, absolutely. Um, and everything has great themes. I really enjoy it a lot. Uh, it's uh, great synth wave music. So check it out. And this song is called Turbo Boost by Nightcrawler.
Okay, this is the part where I spring a topic on Sean that I didn't tell him. You like to do this, that. like uh, we, I do. You know, the idea is to have three main topics, and I, you know, do a little bit of prep, and you know, I'm, and I'm already I'm like, okay, so now I'm well, ready okay, for the say next you one. say like, you do a little prep, but you don't. I do. No, you didn't know my style. <laughs> Your style, okay. My style. But anyway, okay. So, what did you think back in the '80s when you were a kid? Uh-oh. Car technology was going to be like. In the future, in the say future? in 2020, when you were a child, well, we all 80s. thought it was gonna be flying cars, right? Sure, right. So, was there anything else that you thought? You, we thought, that, did you think they were gonna be completely AI? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I never really thought every car would be like Kit, if that is that if that way, if that's where you're going, you know. But generally, we all thought it was gonna be flying cars, which would actually be a disaster. In real reality, but well, we can't drive on the roads and exactly. when, it, when it rains That's my a point. little bit, right? So, but a lot of car technology, believe it or not, that we thought was going to happen has actually come to pass. Yeah, it's it's uh, getting that way. As far as you mean, like self driving cars and whatnot. Well, yeah, I mean we're getting there. Yeah, um, Johnny Cabs. Right. So a lot of like, there's a lot of things that Kit had um, uh, that actually have come. To pass, so I like. I'm glad that we talked about Kit. So yeah. I want to talk about some of the features that Kit had. Fiction is good. That Star Trek was great. Fantastic. With the, with the, uh, tricorder, which was the flip phone, which is actually ancient technology for us now. Um, yeah. All right. So um, a car with uh, in 2018, they did do a survey with experts to see how far um, in the future uh, actual AI uh, that would be, um, you know, on the on the level of Kit would be. And they said, you know, it's it's still going to be like. 21 to 50 years in the future we're not going to have uh uh but that does mean that a kit could exist as early as 2039 or as far in the future as 2068 but they're well, working on it i bet you i know who would be involved with such a project um as a matter of fact we've got a quote a, re- for, a, re- you're, 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 a recurring a recurring yes and you're jumping ahead okay I'm just, ju- no 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 I'm guessing. no go ahead you're i'm and that's what we're here for it's for me to put you on the spot oh. and so go on and set up what you think somebody would be on this for um Mr. Musk? Yeah, that's, uh, okay, that's right. So, um, he he's also already made a statement about, of course he about has. Kit. So, um, so as Kit, so now that we're on AI, we might as well talk about it. Um, it Kit was given artificial general intelligence, which is AGI. But Elon Musk, uh, who created Tesla and SpaceX, he's been up front about wanting to create a, a, a computer AI. A Neuralink car? Oh, no. Uh, he just says it utilizes AI. Um, okay. And they somebody asked him on Twitter, and they said, uh, did they, they asked him directly, they said, uh, uh, would you create a car with kit intelligence? And this is a quote from Elon Musk. He replied, I'd love a little computer dude I could talk to in my hashtag performance model three. Oh, So wow. he already says he wants to have a little computer dude he can talk to. Well, he already builds dancing cars. He does. That will dance on their own. If you don't know about that, it's for so, Tesla's, by the way. They do do that. Right. So let's let's go over a few of the things that uh, Kit did predict for the future. Okay. So um, he fe- Kit featured an anamorphic equalizer, which based on, was based on the iconic Cylon visor seen in Battlestar Galactica. Okay. What about Super Pursuit Mode? Now, can, can we All talk right. about one yes. thing at a time? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, I know you're really excited about this topic, but let's talk about one thing at a time. Um, 
All right, so the equalizer served as Kit's eyes, allowing the car to see the infrared and X-ray spectrum. Uh -huh. Okay, so cars using infrared already exist. That is already a thing. Yeah. Uh, the Cadillac DeVille <laughs> released this in the 2000 model. Yeah. So that's how, it's 20 years ago the Cadillac DeVille had yeah, introduced it. dealt with some of those. Okay. Yeah. But so as far as X-ray vision, that's probably never going to be needed for commercial vehicle, but it might be mod. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, so we were already selling up with the Cadillac DeVille in 2000. That, that already came to pass. Um, Kit had a silent drive option so they could sneak up on people so it'd be completely drive silently. Which would you, you would have to be hybrid or at least, you'd have to be electric or at least hybrid to do that. Okay. So you're, you're, you're right. So you're getting to my next point. Okay. So, um, electric cars are, do approach in complete silence already. Yeah, it's creepy. Right? It's creepy. Okay. Now, now wait, now wait, let me finish. Um, they're so quiet that lawmakers, um, are requiring manufacturers to create a fake noise. For electric cars. You know, that actually makes sense for safety reasons. Yes. That's why, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, motorcyclists uh, have big pipes. Right. You know, to, right. to, it's alert, a to alert your, your surrounding drivers to right. your presence because, so, yeah, they are right. super quiet. So even though electric cars are noiseless, they are required to make a fake noise so people know that they're, they're particularly pedestrians. Now, can we customize that noise? <laughs> well, probably so. I've, I've jump-started a few hybrids in, in my day, and, uh, yeah, you, you don't know when they're on. When, even when you jump-start the thing, you don't you don't really know until you go and test it out with the gas pedal. All right, we got all kinds of stuff to get to, though. So, um, Kit's homing beacon. Um Google has already incorporated the feature. To well, drones do that. Okay, but Google's already, and we're talking about cars, but yeah. Google's already. I'm just saying. Yeah. The technology's there. Right, the technology's there, but Google's already incorporated that into their yeah. driverless cars as mm -hmm. a homing beacon, so that's already done. Um, Johnny Cat. Ca uh, Kid had a laser power pack. That's right. Um, and uh, it, it's become a reality, but not for cars. Yeah. Um. The United States Navy has a laser weapon that can destroy boats, drones, and burn holes in enemy warships. Ooh. Now, the Navy is also the one looking into what? UAPs. Of course. Oh, laser battles. Uh -huh. Laser battles. I'll have to ask my uncle about that. You know, he was a... Yeah, please do. Base. He was the head of a Navy base for quite please some time. Please do. You know what? Maybe you should actually talk to him about what he knows. Uh, yeah. And if he knows anything about UAP I'm sure he does, but I don't know if he'd be a... I don't know if he'd be willing or able to talk about that, but... You know. Okay. We, so, whatever. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Kit had all kinds of cool stuff. He had a medical um, scanner and a voice stress analyzer that could make sure everybody was okay. Of so course, he because like, he's also the head doctor at St. Elsewhere. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> so um, this this podcast episode is going to be three hours long mm -hmm. because we have a lot to get to here. Right. We have a lot to get to that Kit had that has been developed. Maybe you were like, man, this is going to be a short episode. I know. No, um, it's not. So this is actually expected to become a feature um, uh, by 2025. Now, Ford is already working on it. He's already got a – Ford already has an ECG heart rate monitoring system, seat with embedded sensors. That's going to be an expensive key to make. Um, so by, by 2020, yeah, it is. But by 2025, uh, they make noise when I, oh knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, sorry. By 2025, <laughs> um, it's expected that it was going to be incorporated in trucks and cars. So another five years and they're hoping that we're actually going to biometrics and cars. So if you're having a heart attack, your car is going to know. I mean, we're already Bluetoothing everything from the phone to the car. I mean, it, it totally makes sense. 
you know, uh, you know, Fitbits and whatnot, you know, you can get in your car and connect yourself to the car. Now, the thing is, though, it's going to actually alert you when you're tired. So if you're tired and you're nodding out, your car is going to let you know. Now, whether they're going to shut the car down or not, right. that's really interesting. But that's, that... that's a governor feature that will be uh so weird... so what if somebody's inebriated and they're like kind of like not driving right? Like your car might be like, uh, pff, no, what are you doing? Stay in the lane. Yeah, bro, you're out of commission. Bro, we are driving you directly to a parking lot. There's a lot of positive things about this and a lot of negative things about this as well, I see. But well, what if you're that's just with a any, bad that's, driver? That's with any new technology. But that's know? interesting, though. But I mean, wouldn't you want, like, if, if it was me and I was having a heart attack, I would want my car to intervene at that point. Right. Say it's kind of like a life alert. Say, hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if my heart stops or, or something like that, or, sure. or I pass out, yeah. um, then, then I would definitely want, um, so I wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on. Um, so, kids' tenable windows. It could go from clear to tinted. That's amazing. Yeah. Because you want, you know, during the daytime, you want that as black as night. But come nighttime, it's a pain in the butt if you have tinted windows. So, uh, yeah. All right, well. That would be amazing. Um, it's already happened. Yeah. Transition, um, it's like transition lens. Yeah. I mean, they do it with eyeglasses. Why not do it with cars? So, um, Continental is an automotive supplier. has already got that. It's an intelligent glass control. So, it's already done. My well, uh, new Corvettes have, uh, heads-up displays. The new, new, newer Corvettes have, you know, the HUDs on the dash, on the windshield. Now, this is going to bring it all back. Uh, self-inflating tires. Well, yeah. Well, European cars have been doing that. Uh... Or run flat tires. Yes, you know. it was developed in the Czech Republic, so you're yeah. absolutely right. Self-inflating mm -hmm. tires. Uh, it used the energy of the wheel to self-inflate. Yep. To keep pressure optimal at all times. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Czech Republic. Um, okay. They make great beer, too. So, I don't know if you knew all this this information about Kit. Everybody's getting way more information about Kit than they needed uh -huh. to know. But um, its engines were powered by hydrogen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, the Toyota model, the Mirai, that was released in 2015... It's the first commercial hydrogen car. I didn't so know by about twenty that. yes. So by twenty fifteen Toyota had a model that was hydrogen powered. Uh, it makes sense that Toyota would do it first. Yeah. Um, although Kit could get all kinds of so so Kit was the first hybrid. Sure. Yep. So Kit was the first everything. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is pretty pretty simple. We've seen this for a long time. Kit had two video display monitors You're to help right. with crime tracking, yeah. crime fighting. That's uh, yep. Uh, police cars have one at least. Mm -hmm. Um between the phone and a, and a display in the dashboard for the radio, that's at least. And two we've right gone there. way beyond what Kit had now at this point. Oh yeah, like I with, said, with the, 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 the new Corvettes have uh, heads-up displays on the on the on the uh, on the windshield. It's um, like a hologram. Kit had uh, collision avoidance technology. Yeah, which we have. That. We've got that, um, and uh, it also had uh, gadgetry that uh, we'll never see in standard videos. Like, all right, so so this is the stuff you're never going to see regrettably. Okay, so we've gone through all the stuff that that has come to pass right. um, from fiction. Uh, stuff you're not going to see: <laughs> seat ejection. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to see that though. No, that's, um, no, you um, don't Unless that. Elon Musk is, is driving the car, uh, you're probably not going to see I mean, a plane if it's a plane, if it's if you're in a plane and you're goose, you want that, you know? Okay, or but you're not going to see that, that in a car. maybe you don't want that work out well for him, but you don't right. want that in a car. All right, we're going to have airbags. Probably airbag technology might get better. We're not going to get ejected from the car. No. Um, all right, so that's something Kit had. Something else Kit had was a, was a flamethrower. Of course, Elon but, Musk. But could make Elon that Musk could make that happen. He, yeah, right, exactly. he already makes flamethrowers and he makes cars. Why not put them together? Okay, Kit had a money dispenser. 
I don't remember that. I don't remember that. So he had an ATM? He had an ATM. He had an ATM? That's kind of dumb. Um, I tell you what, you can get you can get uh, his car with our lottery winnings if it has an ATM yes. in it. Um, it, it also had a uh, the ability to jet over water. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and it says a laser power pack will never make it to the street. No. Um, but uh, anyway, so <laughs> that being said, um, we do, you know, probably the most batshit car clearly uh, creator is is uh, Elon Musk with mm-hmm. Tesla. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've, I've got a uh, I've got somebody that uh, that I talked to over work that just purchased one, and I asked him if it does have the dancing technology. Yeah, I specifically it told you. I was right. like, ask him if it dances. But it's got speakers that play music externally too. <laughs> That's so, great. Anyway, um, we have a song. We do. We and have a lot one, of songs. This one I think is is really good. This one kind of like fits in well, yeah. nicely. Um, this song uh, uh, again uh, dedicated to Elon Musk because he's of course part of the segment because he's going to be part of all of our uh, many all segments, our, all of our advanced tech and space topics. You kind of can't do it without no. talking about him. So he whether really... you like him or not, um, uh, whether you like Elon Musk or not, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about him because he's at the forefront of a lot of tech right. and space um, space advancement. So uh-huh. here you go. You like him or not, uh, we're going to be talking about him. Um, and this song is called Antihero. Yes. And it's a, a song called a band called Dark Ride. Yep. So th- that doesn't fit in nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, song's called Antihero by a band called Dark Ride. This was released on November 13th, 2020, Friday the 13th, uh, of course. Of course it was. Yeah. Um, uh, this is horror punk from Santa Cruz, California. And it was created by uh, Emilio Menz, uh, formerly of Stellar Corpses and Mr. Monster in Plan 9. Do they know the Lost Boys? Uh, no, that was Santa Carla Davis. I know, but it's okay, same anyway. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, read a, I read an interview with our friend Carl, Kyle Scharf, who writes for a Horror Hound, and he's done reviews for us. Uh-huh. Um, he's from uh, Canada, Mr. Yep. Scharf. We love him very, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did an interview with them, and he said, and, and, and I love this about the band. It's like, if I didn't love this song already, I love this about uh, the interview that he did. Um, and it's, they said that after Stellar Corpse was disbanded, um, uh, Emilio Menz took a, a year off, and uh, he got off of social media completely. Right, good idea. And uh, he didn't talk about the project at all. Um, and he just released it for uh, in, he released it for maximum impact and surprise without talking about it. Oh, I like Because he says uh, that people talk too much, and we love that. It's like you know if you talk about stuff so much. Right. So he took a year off. He kind of worked in silence, and he's like, "Here, I'm gifting this amazing album to you guys." Do it first, and then talk about it. That's kind of our approach to things. A lot of things that we do creatively, we we don't talk about it until after we've done it. But this guy's got like this great kind of like involvement with horror punk for a long, long time, and giving us a lot of music. And now he's got a great new project. Um, called Dark Ride, and uh, this song is called Antihero. We think it fits in perfect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you guys enjoy it, and we'll be back in just a moment. Yep.
Okay. That was Antihero by Dark Rod out of Santa Cruz, California. Uh We're going to uh, put a link to the show notes and in our show notes to this band and where you can get their brand new album that came out November 13th, 2020. Check it out, listen to it, and buy it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, we love that. Uh So much good music out there. That's the point. Yeah. You know what's you know what you know what you you know what the we got one more segment. It's kind of a sad one. Uh, yeah, it's a weird one for sure. I mean, uh, magic mushrooms. Yeah, um, you don't want to inject them. No, there's probably there's look. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. We know we you know you know all about the magic mushrooms and all that good stuff. But uh, there's certain ways you should take mushrooms, and now we know for an absolute fact there's certain ways you should not take mushrooms. We're talking about psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, there's a guy, unfortunately, that um, thought it might be a good idea to inject them. Well, he he had the idea. It's been uh, he was uh, an opioid addict, yeah. and it's been it's been said that there's been a lot of success with uh, treating opioid addiction with hallucinogenics and things like that. I don't think necessarily mushrooms, certainly uh, other hallucinogenics, but. Uh, long story short, you know, he basically thought that maybe if he made some mushroom tea and then strained it through a cotton swab into a syringe and, it's in, like the worst idea and injected it, injecting magic mushrooms, this is like a Motley Crue story gone wrong. Uh, the Motley Crue story is I know, they survived wrong. that. But, uh, yeah, and so he injected mushroom tea into his bloodstream. And can you imagine what may have happened when he did that? No, actually I can't because I didn't think this sounds like science fiction to me. Right. Well, look, mushrooms are a weird, I don't know, what do you call them? It's a fungus. It's a fungus, but some people also consider uh, fungi, fungi, fungus, mushrooms to be some sort of living creature on its own that we don't understand. I don't know. It is a weird... It's mushrooms are weird. I don't know, but but long story short, he injected these mushrooms and they began duplicating and replicating and growing in his blood. Right, growing fungus in his blood. Now you would think that the the pH of blood would be way too acidic to be able to sustain. Not necessarily. I mean anything that could. I, I mean. I mean hallucinogenic mushrooms grow out of cow poop. Yeah, but that's not blood. No, but I mean that's pretty. I don't know. You just would think the pH of blood would be. Not, um, not just blood, but uh, organs, because apparently when he injected mushroom tea into his bloodstream, fungus spores began to to grow on his internal organs. Well, I don't know. I know that his or- that. I know that his organs started to fail because it started to fail. His skin turned yellow. He started they found vomiting bacterial blood. and fungal. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Um, his symptoms were uh, jaundice, diarrhea, nausea, and blood vomiting. Right. Um, and then when he got to the hospital, uh, several of his organs started to shut down because they right. found bacterial and fungal infection in his blood. So, yeah, basically he, uh... So the mushrooms were feeding off his blood for sustenance to grow. Right. And that just seems like so much like science fiction to be like, um, what is that movie we, that's been on, um, streaming constantly as a Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Invasion of the Body Snatchers with, uh, Donald Sutherland. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they sent these little pods down here uh-huh. and um, they started taking spores and taking over making duplicates of people. Yeah, so this guy spent 22 days in the hospital after doing this with eight of those days being in the ICU where he received treatment for multi-system organ failure. I think he lit though. 
Yeah, that's well another yeah another show I listened to about this story. They they said he passed, but that was a that's an entertainment show, so they probably didn't do their. I don't research. know. No, I think, I think now, he made now it. that he's released, he's he's uh he's alive and still being treated with a long term regimen of antibiotic and antifungal drugs. Right. According to the description of the case, published as of January 11th. So long story short, please, please don't inject anything. No. Nothing. No. No. And 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 I and, and the other thing is, is like you know, I eat mushrooms all the time. I'm a little afraid of it now. Yeah, but we don't eat those. I mean, you know. No, we don't eat psilocybin mushrooms. No. We, we also I, don't know, inject them. We just you we know, eat baby bellas. We wash them off and saute I them. If, I wonder if baby bellas were growing. Saute them, probably, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to. No, but out. I eat a lot of like. We wash them off and we saute them with garlic and. Olive oil. I try to uh, I try to avoid like meat sources as much as possible, so I I substitute mushrooms a lot. Right. Um, but I wonder, like, like I don't know. Like, I guess through the digestive system, they're safe, but in the blood, they're not. That makes sense. I mean, your digestive system, you get bile, you got all kind of stuff to, you know, neutralize all that stuff. But when you once you put something directly into your bloodstream, I mean, that's a whole another animal there. Yeah, well, you know. anyway, bad idea. Don't do that. Um, wow. Anyway, <laughs> invasive species again. Don't do it. Invasive species, Yeah. but don't do it yourself either. Don't. Don't at all. Don't at all. Leave, leave, please, leave it all. It's interesting because they said the case uh, did not reveal whether injecting the shroom tea can cause persistent psychoactive effects as sometimes seen when people ingest the fungus orally. In other words, people that, you know... we. Oh man! You can eat it. You can have flashbacks so, later so on. So I'm like totally like perplexed by this. So, like I said, we eat mushrooms. That's safe. Yes. Having it in your blood, not safe. Right. Eating psilocybin mushrooms causes hallucinations. Right. Injecting psilocybin mushrooms causes they're not, they're not death. It causes yeah. And and horrible death. Right. Horrible organ failure. Right. So who and knows? If you eat a lot of mushrooms, you can. Experience vivid, vivid flashbacks of that trip Simon, long please. after fact. Not yes. baby bellas. So, yeah, right, not not baby portobellas. Bellas. No. So. Not not oyster mushrooms. No. Right. <laughs> no, the the ones that grow in cow poop. I don't know. Or laboratories, which we know people who have stories about that. But anyway, it's a tale for another day or not. Probably not. But anyway, we have a song to, to take us out. To take us out. Another that depressing kind of like ending segment. Um, Do not inject mushroom tea, people. Don't inject anything. It's been done. Don't inject anything, and please. And it's been shown that it does not have positive effects. No, unless you like... No, don't, don't. No, you don't want to vomit blood no. and have diarrhea and have your organs fail. Nobody All wants that. Time. But, but I just, I'm just fascinated by the fact that that's even a thing, that, that mushrooms could duplicate in blood. That's crazy. But anyway, we have a song. To we take do. Us out we have a lot of songs. And we love you guys very much. We're going to see you very, very soon. Um, you know, this hasn't, it's, it's kind of been like a, uh, I've been kind of like trolling the internet for strange stories and I, I really haven't kind of stumbled across anything that I think is um, um, backed by reputable news sources lately. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully uh, some, some wacky stuff gets released soon. We're going to find some stuff. We always do. I mean, I always find... I mean, you're always great at finding music to connect it to, so... Yeah, we'll find some stuff soon. So we ought to be back fairly shortly. Yep. Um, oh, we do have a new segment that we're going to start anyway, regardless. So uh -huh. that could take us probably for like two hours anyway. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that the next time. we got a brand new segment that we're going to start doing. We are. 
but we have some outro music tonight, and this one I think is kind of related to the last segment. And um, it, this song is a song kind of that we've played before, but again, I do it. I we do what we want on we this do. podcast because our podcast. Um, and these uh, this song I'm playing it again because um, this is a reworked version of this song by our dear friend uh, uh, Jack Locke and his group Pale Double Sun. Now, great musician. Jack Locke originally we played this song early on in the podcast, and Jack Locke originally released uh this song on February 23rd 2007 off of a solo record uh, rain cabinet yep now uh, he's got a brand new group called pale devil Sun and they re-recorded and reworked the song and it was recorded off their uh brand new um album released December 10th 2020 so that is yeah, brand, you want to brand go down new. a deep rabbit hole you go down and research mr Jack Locke he's got tons of of projects you can look into as, as, as well as tons of live things you can see live which i've been fortunate enough to play a few live gigs with him as part of his band uh you know his rotating group of musicians uh but yeah he has several different projects he uh that he he writes himself and creates on his own yeah he's another artist that does um some noise work too yeah, as well he does noise work he does Gothic work. He does he's an actor. Work. He's he is an actor. a, a, a scriptwriter. He's written a um a, he's a, a great uh, a great novel. He's a jack of all trades. Ooh, a jack of all trades. Oh, Jack, we'll, we'll talk. But he to does them all well. Fifty cents to use that. Most jack of all trades do them all, but not. No, we're a master of none. We do everything, but exactly. we're not very good at anything. All of all of his trades, he does very well. We excel at mediocrity. Right. I'm okay with that. And silliness. No, that's right. Um, we like to talk about other people that have perfected their craft. Yes. That's that's our that's our gift. Yep. But anyway, this song um, is called Vein Blossom, uh -huh. which I think is perfect. It is. Uh, thematically for our last segment. It's a beautiful song, and I'm really thrilled to be able to play it again in its new incarnation. Yeah, I like I, I, like, I like that he took that song and uh, fleshed it out through this particular yeah, project, so he's got some new. This, this particular project is a little more on the heavy side. Yeah, and he's got some new members um, that mm -hmm. helped him record this. Yep. Um, he's got uh, Trina Storm on yep. backing vocals and bass. An amazing music. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brad Nilliken on lead guitar. Yep. And also uh, Blaine Ware on lead guitar as well. Yep. Which is also play you've also played with Blaine in the past. Crazy mofo. Yeah. Yep. And um, Gordon Valentine on drums. Yep. So he's got a full project right now. We want to kind of like give a shout out to everybody uh -huh. because they're all extremely talented musicians. Um, and, and we're really excited to see this fleshed out project and it's so, so new again, uh, December 10th, 2020. So brand new. And this is a reworking of his song vein blossom that originally really, that he originally had on his, uh, album rain cabinet back in 2007. Yeah. It's very beautiful. I'm pleased to be able to play it again in its new form. Uh, we love you, Jack, and we love everybody out there. Uh, and we'll see you very, very soon. We'll, we'll hear you or you'll hear us very, very soon. Feel free to weigh in on any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any comments you have about the show. And, um, this is our outro music tonight and it's called vein blossom by pale double sun. Later guys.
Until 